Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. My name is Chris Lambert, and today we are continuing our bonus episodes discussing with people their relationship experiences with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And today we have AEW wrestler, former FTW champion. I like to think once again, but absolute Ricky Starks. Thank you for joining us. This is a perfect opportunity, Chris, to finally get to sit down and talk Kanye West music. I don't really get a chance to do that all that often. <laughs> so this is great. I know. It's one of the things I was most excited about when we started the podcast because I knew in my like day-to-day life, nobody wanted to like I could have just be like, hey, do you want to talk Kanye music right now? And none <laughs> of my friends wanted to do that. And then starting the yeah. podcast, there's so many people that are like, yes, I would absolutely love to do that. Yeah, this is a great chance. Uh, it, it's cool to me. Yeah, I was excited when I found out that you were a Kanye fan because I remember when I first saw you on AEW, I was just like, that guy seems cool. And then <laughs> found out that you were, a, a, I think it was the the skateboard stuff. Uh, Darby Allen, that's when you first came on or what I first saw. And yeah. then uh, and finding out you're a Kanye fan, I was like, I knew it. I you knew know, it's it. Funny, I, I used to, uh, my theme song on the independents were um, Touch the Sky. So I, I man, I, I'm trying to remember if there was another song that I, I tried out coming out to by Kanye, but I think the very first one was Touch the Sky. And that just came from the fact that I had I had to watch the music video again <laughs> uh, for, for some reason. And then I had heard this song in like a movie. And I was like, that's such a, I didn't, you know, I never thought to think of that song as such that, that type of light. Yeah. And so I ended up using it as my theme song and it kind of took off from there in terms of where I'll meet other Kanye West fans and say, oh, that's so crazy. And that tell them what my entry song is. And immediately start singing Touch the Sky. <laughs> And it just has that energy, like when the horns, like that, that, like, yeah. Yeah, man. It just, it's real stadium um, music, as he calls it. Absolutely. And for what you do, that's perfect to get the crowd immediately up and at him. Also, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy 2010, were you a Kanye fan before that already? Like, were you anticipating the album? Yes. Okay. Um, but you know, I never really, I, cause this is during that time period where Kanye is like always wearing suits and sunglasses from like the sixties. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's invite. I'm hearing stories of him inviting people to 
I think it was what Hawaii. Yeah, is where this was filmed at. So I kind of already built up this idea of what this album was going to be about in my head prior to like anything else. Um, but I, I feel like that was a, such a, a, a cool period for Kanye just because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't um, good music on Fridays, that was around the same time period, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the, it was the buildup. Like his big return from like the post-Taylor Swift exile yeah like end of 2009 mid 2010 i think it was like june or july the first song started coming out and just those weekly releases for three or four months were crazy right and i just remember being like oh this is about to be this is about to be bigger than like a a a group project type thing you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i just had that energy that that swelling energy to it yes yes and and very sophisticated and like real smooth sounding yeah i mean some of those songs i had never heard anything like it up to that point which might have just been me and what i was listening to but i remember the first time hearing like the devil in a new dress good fridays or even something like don't look down uh chain heavy the power remix uh-huh. had me so fucking hyped <laughs> here uh, power for the first time um would it, it to me that i i'll be honest with you i didn't really care for power at first i remember a tweet from december during our big like kanye west song tournament deathmatch it was like power versus can't tell me nothing and i remember seeing the the tweet from you that was just like power is overrated and i was just like yes. damn yeah, and I still feel that way, to be honest with you. You know why, though? You know why? I think it's because I've I've heard it bastardized so much on commercials and mm. like these terrible movie trailers <laughs> that every time I just hear it, every time I even hear the chanting of it, I go, oh, God, here we go. It's lost its like album appeal and just becomes part of like the mass like consumerism promotion i just somebody somebody sent a video today of a a college i think it was like brigham young university and like all the students were like linked arms and were like shuffling left and right together doing the power chants throughout the whole stadium (laughs) and it looked cool but i was also just like i wonder if this would break kanye's spirit yeah it's just i don't know it's um it's a song that's not that high on the list for me. And I will repeat it and stick to it as long as I live. <laughs> I get that. I, I've made a meme out of hating on Liftoff on Twitter. You know, Liftoff is kind of catchy. How dare you? I really like Liftoff in a certain sense. Not a lot of songs I love from that album, but Liftoff is kind of catchy. And we're going to take it to the moon, take it to the star. <laughs> can't believe it <laughs> you yeah. have, i i don't here's my what i don't get it's beyonce i know beyonce, and, and that if that doesn't catch you and hook you in i'm so surprised i know i like hearing it the first time and then by the last time on the song i'm just like <laughs> okay yeah it's so long it, it's just so long each time <laughs> um okay so i remember too like um i remember when i was listening to your interview with uh, Renee for oral sessions, you talked about um, 
being in New Orleans, growing up in New Orleans and Katrina. And I imagine like with Kanye calling out Bush at that time, were you a fan ahead of that? Was that kind of an intro to Kanye or something that did that impact your relationship with Ye's music at all? I don't think it I don't think it did so much. Um I do remember being like, hell yeah, what a cool dude. <laughs> but not to the point where I was like, this is the guy. Yeah. I, really the fandom with um with Kanye with, with his music in general really started it was right before graduation for me. My yeah. brother would listen to Kanye for a very long time. And my brother would play music around me um, when, you know, when I would get on Xbox and play Halo 2 online, things like that. <laughs> so oh, I did hear his music, but for some reason, graduation, like I sat down and fully listened through the whole thing. And from there, I went digging. And my brother had sent me over this folder of Kanye West music that was like, um, you know, like these loose singles that he did from way back. like. I'm talking, there's some deep cuts in there. Um, like, I remember Apologize being in there, being in this folder. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, puts it into perspective. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a bunch of these like different types of songs that I heard. Um, and, and really, Graduation was like the intro, especially just because uh, I was I was living in Vegas at the time when that album came out. So it's kind of a soundtrack in a bit to like my teenage years. Yeah, I I get that. It was like stronger hit when I was in my junior year of college, mm -hmm. and it was just like the anthem for that entire fall two thousand seven, like early two thousand eight. We were playing that all the time, but it was eight oh eights and heartbreak that I really like dove into becoming a fan of like Kanye albums, Kanye looking into who he yeah. is more, which made my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like. Really the first album rollout that I paid attention to, I think for any artist, not just like Kanye, but I was never more like into checking out articles, looking for every good Friday. Mm. What about, um, so were you, uh, did you pretty much stay consistent with checking out the releases uh, every Friday with those songs? And, and like, where did you get your music from? At that time, I just returned. I lived in Australia for like a year and I came back and was kind of catching up with things and people and getting my feet under me again. So I was I was catching downloads like sometimes if I was just home on a Friday, Saturday, I'd be like checking. I remember a couple times I was like refreshing a lot, but for the most part, I was catching them after they dropped or like checking Monday because sometimes they weren't even releasing on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but I remember that it was strange because I had always been downloading things from my college, like intranets. Mm. And it was the first time I had to download files, not that way. Right. Uh, and then like Kaz Kazaa and <laughs> Morpheus and whatever else, LimeWire weren't around anymore. It was like, how do I do this? So I feel like I was just looking up like, was it was Daft Piff around back then? Yeah, it was actually. It was pretty popular too. I think um, that might have been it. And I think it was it was tour because I remember geez, download so many Lil Wayne albums. And <laughs> um, 
But yes, it was. And I, I, honestly, I can't even remember how I was finding these songs. I think there was a website actually. Some type yeah. of it may have been like a website similar to Kanye to the website, but that's how I was getting all my my releases every Friday was through that. Downloaded to my you know my little listener, whatever it's called. My I didn't have an iPod. I had something else like Creative Zen or something, <laughs> and uh, I would download it to that and just play, just make a full album. All these songs, some were like some throwaways for sure, but for the most part, I think it was a great segue into the album itself. Yeah, and giving you an example of like, all right, so these are some things I've been working with artist wise that you should be familiar with that are gonna be on the album. Very much so. Like setting a tone, like getting that. There was a whole like vibe. I think that was a thing that's like stay consistent too, oh. is just like understanding that every album kind of has this vibe leading up to its release, around its release, and you kind of get swept up in that. Like the same kind of thing happened with the life of Pablo. Yep. Yay and Kitsy Ghosts, Jesus is King, <laughs> Donda. Yeah, there's definitely a pattern there. <laughs> there's a huge pattern. Yeah, I um, I remember when I first heard the album just being like Ohio winter windows down <laughs> because I, you couldn't listen to that in the car with the with the windows up. It's like 22 degrees and just like screaming out so appalled lyrics. But what <laughs> was it like? A, what was your reaction when you first heard the like the album? Or do you remember how you felt about the album when it first came out? I love the production of it. I remember loving how large and I guess expensive the production was. Yeah. And how it really, you could just tell and hear the story um, from itself. It, it just blew me. I mean, it just blew me away because like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> Cause I, I never heard something like that before in terms of how it was done. Mm -mm. I was so used to the, the, pop and rock song structure i mean mm -hmm. even like like radio rap structure as well that all of these songs on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy being like five minutes six minutes nine minutes yeah uh, these scores these scores of music huh yeah it just blew my mind i remember listening to blame game with headphones on for the first time oh, and man. The piano starts yeah and the way the voice kicks around in the headphones Mm -hmm. just still to this day one of my favorite music moments because i never had fancy headphones to listen to things i didn't know that was a thing that happened that's the first song i ever heard where the the music jumped around it was just such a cool thing to me i um i'm really big into like um audio i guess i'm an audiophile but i never realized that either of what that sounds like uh in headphones or you know in your in your car especially it's a totally different sound when you listen to it in your car that's one of the tests that i do and i remember that being one of yeah. like the big tests of like let's see how this album sounds if i'm driving and immediately like a surround sound movie theater <laughs> man if only that was a thing there were just movie theaters that you could play albums and just sit in the surround sound of the the movie that theater be amazing man why is it that? Yeah. honestly that's something to think about that's something to think about in terms of uh a good money-making idea that we should keep to the side 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Going to tell Travis to cut this out of the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> but and I do think that's one of the things in Austin that I don't get to do quite as much is like drive around with the windows down, like music mm -hmm. up and get to like, I'm going to have to drive somewhere like much further. Like Ohio, when I was growing up in Ohio, everything was like 20 to 40 minutes for a drive. Yeah. And uh, here, I mean, you sit in traffic for long periods, but I also don't always want like the windows down because of the heat or what have you. And like driving around for it's mostly like 10 minute trips. I don't get the same like in-car album experiences that I used to get. And it kind of sucks, but um, you know, it's a good place to do that up in like the Bee Cave, Westlake area, because you have all that that road to really sit back and listen. It's true. Just go back and forth along bee caves to like pennybacker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Um, what a, do you have like a, a favorite Kanye song to or album to bump in the car? Uh, you know, it's between lately it's been between Donda and um, late registration. Oh yeah. It's, it's it's been between those two. I haven't listened to Yeezus yet in the car for some reason. I think I'm uh, I like I like certain albums for certain things and don't want to really mix them. Like I'll listen to Yeezus a lot uh, in the gym. Because yeah. if I listen to it in the car then I'm kind of like I'm training my brain like hey, you know, you got to get hyped <laughs> up now. Right. I get that. Yeah. It's, I had a uh, I had albums that I'd study I'd pick a in college, I'd pick an album for each class and I'd study to that album whenever I was actually studying for a test. Mm -hmm. And then when I was like taking the test, I'd sing the songs from that album to kind of like recall information. But right. it made like listening to the album in other areas like, nah, can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. This is like <laughs> a psychology album. This is a english 202 album whatever classes i was in at the time but yeezus is like a workout album yeah yeah that's exactly what i use it for um i mean i listen to some of the other songs otherwise but it, when it comes to a good workout song in total yeezus is definitely definitely it what did you think about um the 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 movie that kind of accompanied this uh album runaway was oh yeah me, I, I really love Runaway and, and kind of thought it was a perfect, like a big ass movie, music video for this album in a sense. 1000%. And if this was on video, you would have seen me have this look over my face because I realized I've done like four or five of these interviews now and mm -hmm. haven't asked anybody about the Runaway movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I always think about when I think about the album is how I was so amp to to watch this movie and i forgot how i watched it um but yeah just watching it through and be like this is so great so that's why every time i hear certain songs um especially like obviously if i hear runaway that's the first thing i think about is the movie itself yeah but um you know there's other songs too like you start listening to dark fantasy when it starts up um that's the only thing i can think about with kind of driving through like the the wooded right um you know windy road yeah the giving that that fairy tale like dark fairy tale vibe to it going through the woods and yeah 
actually, that was something that Travis and I were talking about. The the fact that the movie version starts with uh, Mozart's Requiem, the Lacrimosa stuff. Mm-hmm. And would that have been cool to be on the album? Like, because I we feel like it works so well in the movie. Would it have worked as an intro for the album to still have that like epic Mozart music before heading into Dark Fantasy? I mean, I'm not too sure just because I, I think the visual also helps with that as well. And if you're just hearing it without really having an idea what's what this whole album is about, I feel like it's a little bit of a throw off. I just I didn't see the movie for the first time until 2013. It took me three years to really. I don't know. I don't even think I knew. It existed. Hmm. I think that was it because I remember Travis asking me about it. He's like, "Did you? What do you think of the movie?" I was like, "Movie." He's like, "All right, we're watching this thing right now because we were both living in Iowa at the time, and went over to his place and watched it. And we're like, whoa, can we watch it again?' And we just watched <laughs> it like three times it goes in a by row. Quick. It yeah. goes by so quick. I think it's just like 26 minutes or like 30 minutes. Like, yeah, it's not very long at all, but man, you know, I know I, I feel like it's, it improved for me over time. I think the first like few times I watched it, I was like puzzled and wasn't sure. I was like, it's cool. It has cool moments, but I'm not sure like start to finish mm-hmm. how I feel. And then now I'm just fully like, this is an amazing thing. Everybody should know about it. Everybody should be talking about it. I feel like it doesn't really come up. You know, some things circulate back around, especially on Twitter, uh, like these past projects. I feel like Runaway is one of the things that people really don't even go and talk about. Mm-mm. Like some of the scenes I feel like get used a lot in terms of like gifts, memes, like you might see him on the little, um, oh my God, is it the MPC machine? Uh, yeah, when he's in that that glass house, mm-hmm. kind of playing the beat, With the like, turn undone and all that. Yeah, yeah, you see like that gif. I feel like a decent amount, or like the runaway portion, the dinner portion. But yeah, I, it doesn't get talked about the way it should. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate though because I feel like it was one of Kanye's big projects um, that kind of gave way for what rappers were doing. Uh, and of course, in typical Kanye fashion, I feel like for him to do this in a way that kind of not only personified the album, and you see other people have done the same thing, kind of. Beyonce definitely had a, a full visual movie, basically, set to her whole album to follow along with. So you kind of get a good double dipping of listening first, then when the video, the, the movie drops that accompanies the whole album. Now you're getting a full different type of experience on the the release of a music video now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like if he were to drop that, like if that album came out now today or had like the Internet, what the Internet is today back then, Mm -hmm. rather than being ahead of the curve, like you see all the praise that Tyler, the creator got for the um why am I blanking on the last album? There's so many letters are popping into my brain, but the actual name of the album isn't. But uh, call me if you get lost. Yeah. All the visuals for that, people were like losing their minds over talking about the mini movie aspects. 
And it's just like, yeah, should good we talk point. about Runaway? Should we talk about Runaway? <laughs> yeah, that is a very good point, which I, I did like the, the title of the creative album as well. Um, the visuals, though, I was like, this is pretty much in line with what I, what I would expect from Tyler. Yeah, very much fashion oriented, some like goofiness, but also artsy to it. Right. It's a bit disorienting. Like, wh- like what exactly am I watching? That type of feeling <laughs> is what I get with him. Yeah. And um, I think that like is in line with some of Runaway too. Like you watch some of that movie and you see like the girl talking to the deer. There's like some degrees of artifice or cheesiness at times. That's also mm-hmm. like artsy and interesting. Kind of like the Bound 2 music video. Agreed. Yeah. Where it's kind of... um very self-aware yeah is what i call it very self-aware type stuff wait have you seen the music video for um the we were once a fairy tale short film Mm, no i don't think i have um wait what's the song it's not see you in my nightmares um we were once no that is see you in my nightmares isn't it uh they did like an 11 minute short film yay and spike jones for that song and it's like yay in the club and having like a breakdown i've never seen this before i think i love it even more than runaway and it's very like haunting strange the ending is kind of wild oh yeah it's on uh vimeo that's where like the best version of it is and this is probably you know my nightmares yeah it's for it uses that song but it's called we were once a fairy tale I gotcha. Yeah, I'm surprised I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'll have to send you a link when we're done. And please do, because now I'm I'm very intrigued by it. It's it's cool. Like I am kind of obsessed with it to the point where I kind of just want to do like a podcast where we interview people that worked on it. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'm. Is it something that um I've seen gifts of, or you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think so. Like the visuals of it aren't like all over the place. It, it's kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite as uh, discoverable or as like gifable as the Runaway movie is. And the Runaway movie is already like not as talked about as you'd expect. Yeah. So imagine something with like one percent of the Runaway interest. I got you. Mm, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I need, uh, I need to watch that very soon. Actually, uh, what is your favorite segment of the Runaway movie? Is it the the opening Phoenix crash? The I, I, I time at the house? when they're all when they're all like sitting at that dinner table. Yeah. And I like the way that that whole scene is kind of shot and composed. And it's that long tracking of the camera. Um, and like, and what I can only assume is just a big hangar where they film this stuff. Like an <laughs> abandoned, that's how I visualize just an abandoned yeah. hangar. I'm not too sure. It feels like a warehouse, like the Atlanta warehouse he was in uh, a couple of years back. You just yeah. kind of feel like this sense of empty space that they paint some green yeah. throw some green paints and go to town they tried to 
they they definitely tried to spruce it up and I get like <laughs> money and all that, but I was like, this is a this is an interesting choice, but whatever. It works. <laughs> a little janky. A little janky. Yeah. But it that scene really does have the the feeling of something like climactic to it. Like the other scenes are like interesting scenes, but the way that that sequence is from the arrival, the dinner to the runaway performance, you just get this sense of like they're flexing with this one. Yeah, other scenes feel real, like real empty in. I don't know. Uh, there, there's something like lacking from it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, then the album itself. Do you have a, a a top three on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? Top three, um, for sure. Devil in a, in a New Dress is number one. That used to be my that the solo breakdown in that song used to be my ringtone. Nice. So we got <laughs> Devil in a New Dress at number one for me. Um, I really like Lost in the World. Hell yeah! I'm gonna go ahead. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna do Lost in the World is number two for me, and um, man. That's a hard one. It's a Honestly, the third one, the third one would have to be Dark Fantasy. It's a great opener. Yeah, I, that would be a top three. The number four, of course, would be um, All of the Lights. Ooh, yeah. All of the Lights and then uh, everything else kind of falls in there. I, I do like Blame Game, but I don't, I don't really care for it too much outside of the chorus. No, that's a lie. Actually, I like the whole song, but I think for me, it didn't rank. It didn't rank that high, just because I don't know. The chorus was really like the sweet cherry part of the whole thing. I get John Legend is great, anyways. So, I, it's like I always rank so appalled at the bottom. It's like I love so appalled. So many moments, like during it, but it also has the least amount of Kanye. So. That's true when I'm putting yeah. things at the bottom, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But people never like to hear it. Monster is another good one, but I think Monster is just... A, um, I don't think people listen to Monster for Kanye's lyrics, obviously. Right. They're in it for, like, Nikki's portion or... Nikki or, or, uh, or Jay-Z. The list of monsters, you know? Yeah sometimes but it's that's, exactly that's really the only but if you think about it man that's really the only time that everyone knows nikki's part everyone knows um either jay-z or rick ross's part kanye's part kind of gets a little bit aside from like my presence is a present kiss my ass yeah i'm not saying he it gets buried by these other people but i'm saying he kind of gets lost when you compare like what Nikki was going for on that that whole album or that whole song, especially with her lyrics. She was really fighting against you got Jay-Z, Rick Ross, and Kanye that you're going <laughs> against. It's like it's, it's kind of hard to make your your lyrics stand out. Yeah, you really gotta rise up and be like, all right, <laughs> if this yeah. is the card, like I am definitely showing up and showing off. Right, exactly. You don't want to be the forgettable one. No, and she definitely made sure she wasn't. No, that's like career defining. I mean, that album had so many career defining. Like, I was 
interviewing somebody else and they're like, you know, with Pusha T, like as legendary as he was with clips, like his section on Runaway was kind of a, a reintroduction to Pusha T in his like solo career. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I didn't even think that. And like the best Rick Ross verse, arguably, is on the album. And yep. um, there's a lot that he pulls from people that really you can tell is like their best effort. Yeah. Oh, there's that whole story with like Pusha T that he kept like making him rewrite the verse over and over again. Yes. <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't, he was like, no, it's good, but it's not good enough. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. I just like to picture him as the the guy in Whiplash. Constantly. Again. 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 Not my tempo. Not my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, unless there's anything else, I think we're at the last call where you are free to say, talk about anything that you want to uninterrupted. Thank you very much for joining us and enjoy your last call. Yeah. Well, obviously, if this is if your first time hearing me, listening to me, I'm Absolute Ricky Starks, professional wrestler for All Elite Wrestling. You can find us on Wednesdays and Fridays on TBS and TNT. Obviously, I'm a huge Kanye West fan. I'm telling you this now, though. My goal is to get the right to play uh, Touch the Sky at least once. At least once for one of my matches. That's the goal. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting this to happen. And, uh, you know, honestly, that's what I want. That's what I want out of this whole thing. So I think the day that I get that, I'm pretty much going to set Twitter on fire. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call.